Alright guys, how's it going? Welcome to Holly and Hideout. Uh, my name is Jimmy, James, whatever you want to call me. And joining me is my co-host, Andrew Blade. What's up? What's up? And Look, then, I forgot uh, my name. Oh. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm going through some transitions with Twitch and everything, so it's whatever. Going through some transitions? Yeah. Oh, don't do it, hey. <laughs> Re- Doing some rebranding stuff. And uh, of course, joining me, uh, joining us again is Mr. Sheen. How you doing, sir? I'm doing well, man. Of course, as usual, happy to be here. I, uh, I almost died this weekend, self-inflicted, and it was uh, great. So I'm happy to be alive and be here talking to you guys. Oh, there you go, people. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we're going back into the pit and we're throwing two classic bands that, if you're like us, grew up listening to. And that was Paramore and Flyleaf. Yeah. Taking the side of the flyleaf is my co-host, and of course, Mr. Shane is going to be defending Paramore as per usual. Yeah, this is going to be great—a slaughter, if you will. I mean, so, uh, so, so, let's, let's, yeah, let's, I bet you won't get in the hot. Bet you won't put the gloves on. Real life, fighting real life. <laughs> hey, hey, I, I, I've seen them scrap before. I've seen hey. them do it. Hey, I'll tell you what. One person I'm not boxing is Alex. <laughs> he broke my brother's finger. Y'all jumped me, dude. Both of y'all. <laughs> and y'all found out. It was, hey, we were all just playing. Though, right? uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not a violent person at all. Man. I'm cool, bro. I don't be, I don't be hitting nobody and punching, bro. That's fucked up. Not without my okay. mask on. <laughs> I'll just go to record. I have seen him. I have seen, uh, Zender over there throw down with some boxing gloves. Yeah. I don't want no smoke with that. Oh, yeah. Just... When y'all were like playing the game, when y'all were playing Horizon against. <laughs> We were at Sam's house. Yeah. <laughs> it was just blared in. Pops was like, man, put the gloves on. You're like, all right. <laughs> I was like, I'm drunk enough to do it, bro. That was fun. <laughs> anyway, so we'll let y'all two duke it out. Have fun. All right. I think we should we should definitely start with the lesser band. <clears throat> yeah, so when uh Paramore first did that song about uh, the Twilight people. <laughs> About Robert Pattinson. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, go go ahead, Shay. Go ahead. Speaking of which, did either one of you guys go see Batman this weekend? No. No, I want to though. I thought about it. I thought say I'm into it. I just haven't I just didn't. I, I'm excited to see it, nonetheless. I, I, it's like three hours long, bro. That's it better be good if it's gonna be that long. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like that's a lot of time. But something uh, so, gets screwed up. So before we start, my 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 understanding is that the movie is really good. Robert Pattinson does a really good Batman, but his co-host, Cat, well, who replaced Catwoman and uh, who does the Penguin? His, co- the his co-star. His co-star. Whatever. The co-stars, <laughs> they, 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 they take it. They pretty much run the movie. So They ruin Zoe, it? Zoe, Zoe. Oh, Zoe, they ruin it? No, they run the they run. Oh, the movie. oh, that makes sense, though. I mean, that's cool. I'm cool with that if that ends up. Yeah, that Zoe that. Kravis is playing Catwoman, so yeah, she... She seems like that would actually fit perfectly. Uh, and I think old oh boy, um, damn, what's this? Colin Farrell. Is Colin Farrell Cobblepot? Yeah. That's cool. I like Colin Farrell. He was and in I, a good movie called Imbruges. Yeah, he but was anyway. Also in a movie called Lobster. So, he yeah, I know, played, I know Brittany hates it. That was a re- weird cultural film. Yeah. He also played uh, Bullseye. Yeah. Daredevil movie. He's like, don't bring that back up. 
But <laughs> I know. You, no, I, know I mean, you. we liked that movie at the time, right? Bring freaking old girls, Evanescence, right? Hey, man, I, 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 I like I like the real Daredevil movie. Okay, yeah. I don't care what anybody says. I did. I didn't. John enjoyed it. I know you guys don't care about stuff like this, but there's this show called True Detective that comes on HBO. I know what you're talking about. And Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell was uh, in one of the seasons of that as well. Uh, And he did pretty good in that. I think he ends up dying, but it's a wild show. I was actually going to watch the damn show. It came out 10 years ago almost, so you're a little late to the game. All right, I got you. I got you. Let me look behind something. You're like, Jon Snow dies. He's like, what? <laughs> no, he doesn't. You don't even watch that show. It's dragons. Wow. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah so, I mean, I like, all right. Like, I know coming into this, I'm going to lose right back. Because, like we said, I mean, Paramore just overall is the more popular band. Yeah. For reasons. It's... Th- they went above and beyond the scene that they pretty much cultivated. Like, I mean, every Twitch streamer girl today owes her entire livelihood to her Haley Williams from Paramore. Every girl that has alternative look. Well, I mean, yeah, I would say mostly the Paramore, maybe like, Hey, Monday, G2, maybe something else like that. But for the most part, Cassidy Pope. yeah, Cassidy Pope. Huh? They cover a lot of real estate in the yeah. market. That's yeah. for sure. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, I already know, like, just off of popularity, I'm losers, but we ain't talking about popularity. We, well, we don't, ca- we don't count wins and losses anyway. It really is a, just a good debate. Oh, it's not. This well. is life. <laughs> it's life, you coward. I keep count. <laughs> I'm only saying we don't keep count because I usually don't have such a strong, uh, a strong argument. So no, that's what I'm saying. I'm actually usually good at just making my argument sound well. I went to debate class. Not really. We didn't have that. You're a master. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all need to get a fucking YouTube channel and just debate people. Yeah, but um, yeah. So I mean, Shane, you can go ahead and just you know give give a let's talk about the first two albums uh, of Paramore. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, you talk about the album of Paramore, and I talk about the album of um, you know, Flatly. You know, you like you know, kind of how we've been doing it for the past three months. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that sounds like a good conversation piece. Now, uh. Yeah, uh, I just want to say that Machine Gun Kelly did a cover of Paramore's song, classic song. I know he did. And it is horseshit. Every time he gets on someone's cover, it is horseshit. He covered Frank Ocean's Swim Good, and I literally wanted to be like, has Frank Ocean approved this? Like, because this is trash. Frank Ocean doesn't exist. He is a moniker. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> fair. <laughs> Actually, no, I think he's a damn good artist, but that's, I think that's just kind of the thing with him. He just pops up and is like, I'm going to drop an album, and in 10 years, I might drop another one. Maybe. Maybe. I might not. I might be retired. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Paramore, their first two albums, technically that, I mean, if we're going to go in that lane to say their first two albums, they had uh, they had a project that came out before Riot. Like, And this album was apparently a lot of people loved it. Like the real scene kids, the scene kid go-getters. Uh, they, they were the one, the ones that were first on Paramore that probably saw them when they were at Warp Tour and they were fans of them on MySpace. Yeah, the hipsters. Like yeah. The people who were, yeah, sure. Uh, Damn. those people eventually became hipsters. At, at, back in the day, they were just little scene emo kids. 
and they it's, evolve. It's, it's the same thing. They're it, just more pretentious. It is, but it's a piece of evolution because once you be, you're not able to be an emo kid anymore. So you just become a hipster. Tell that to MGK and his whole emo revival movement. No, dude, he's punk. He's punk. Bro, not, nah, bro. Young blood. Man, all right, see the. This is what I'm saying. We be arguing. <laughs> hey, this is, the, this is the same thing. I this is the same thing I say when I, it comes to po- politics. I'm like, look, don't make me defend Donald Trump. It's like I put Machine Gun <laughs> Kelly. You put Machine Gun Kelly in the same basket. You or whoever. Okay. Okay. okay yeah. All right. All right. People. All right. I'll give you that. Yeah. Pop punk. The teeny bopper pump that we all punk music Angst. that we grew up. Teenage. Okay. That's good. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. Well, but he. But he's older than me. So. Yeah. Yeah, loser. We should go. Fight. Yeah, but anyway. <laughs> God damn. We should fight Machine Gun Kelly. I don't know. We saw, bro. Anyway. I mean, I fought a dude who was kind of the same height. So he's got a lot of friends too. So yeah, I think we'll probably just get shot. <laughs> exactly. Uh, anyway, uh, they had a project called "All We Know Is Falling." A lot of people were into that one. And look, I'll be a hundred percent honest with you. I've listened to it. I've listened to it several times throughout my years when I was younger. Not by my choice. I've had friends that listen to it and they had to always tell me you that this was, friends that listen to it. this was, this was the best, the best Paramore album because it was before they insert whatever here, you know, that kind of vibe. Like people, we all have been there too, though, with artists where it's like, you know, Oh, I like they were better before they XYZ, <laughs> you know, so I understand that, that point of view, but whatever. Uh, and then the album that came out after that was riot uh i'm sure that they probably had uh, it looks like they had an ep or something that came out but let's be honest riot was the one that really put them on the map it was more like they it wasn't just like uh the hipsters and scene kids were into them at that point what happened when riot came out and the song's called misery business right yeah okay misery mis- misery business every 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 weird girl who, who like you know wasn't cool loved that damn song yeah, and it it seems like I I said this a lot lately. I like but the song too, though. It was catchy. It is. It's a good song. Like it, it is a good song. I mean, for what it's worth, huh, it's, it's really it's really her vocal range that actually yeah. like and is they the said, thing that pushes the band, in my opinion. They say that she it is, really is just as thing. good live. Yeah, like she is apparently. It's not uh, a smoke show. Like it's no, really, she yeah, she cold. Yeah. Cause I remember they, they used to have, there used to be this beef between like her. There were people were saying like she needed to be bigger than Taylor Swift because Taylor Swift sucked ass live, which that changed later on. Taylor Swift is pretty good live from what I hear now, but for what her music, for what her music is, I mean, it's not like, I mean, the energy in Paramore's music. Well, it's back then for sure. The energy is like she's wild. She's got to be wilding out on stage to be and be singing like that. There's a lot going on there to factor in to not be winded. And dead after your set. Yeah, Haley, Haley be doing a lot. She would be doing like I watched her like do the two step while singing "Ain't It Fun." I was like, "What the fuck?" I'm like, all right, okay. <laughs> but I uh, guess that works. <clears throat> and that album, I believe, it had a couple of more songs on there. Let me click it out and see if I. Well, I mean, all right, up to to kind of help you out a little bit, Shane. All we know is falling because I have actually a few songs off of that. I, mean, I ain't gonna cap. Um, pressure in, in emergency. Here we go again. Conspiracy. Oh, that that bitch heart. go hard. My oh. heart. Oh, look, look at your emo ass. You look at he was ready to come in. <laughs> James is like, I, 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 hey, my heart. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, hey, but that hey, is. Hey, all we know is falling. It's probably one of my favorite albums. It's a great album. Like, it really is. Like, overall. It, <laughs> Here I was. Here I was thinking that no one knew anything about this album at this juncture. 
I told you, man, everybody know about that whole, like, I got into a little bit later on in life because I just ended up, like, stumbling into it like that. But Sure. Yeah. yeah. Like, it, it goes hard. And, and something I also want to say going back to Riot is they had this song, and I'm seeing it now, Crush, Crush, Crush. That fucking song slaps. If that's a song I'm thinking of, is that the one that it's like, nothing compares to yeah. a quiet evening alone? The melody in that hook, dude, is next level. She knows she knows how to like drag her voice across us. Yeah. <laughs> like she she really is a good singer. Like I can't get mad at that. Yeah, she definitely goes hard. Uh and I mean, like and I know that we we're you mentioned the first two albums, but even just to go to uh, brand new eyes, I guess that's the name of the third album. I'm not seeing another one in between there, but I remember this one too. This yeah, she one got had, some, uh, yeah. This one had some bangers on it too. It, the only exception, fucking weddings across the world. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's a softer song, but still something my father, something, yeah, something. yeah, because yeah. you are. Uh, then they have which one? This is one of these songs. Like next time you point the finger, make sense up and break it, break it off. Fence, all right, I remember fences goes hard. I, I just like the bounce of it, the whole dun 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 dun. dun yeah. yeah, damn, this is. I'm losing. <laughs> like this, at this one, we're just talking about Paramore. I mean, we can say well, something that's interesting too, though. And it, obviously, there was a lot of money put behind these albums yeah, too. Like yeah. the people had, fit, whoever it was that they were signed to, or whatever they had going on. Oh hell! All right, all right. Fueled ignorance. by ramen. Fueled by ramen. ramen. Ignorance goes hard as hell. Brick by born brick. Careful. God. Yeah, playing God. But yeah, ignorance was the one. I remember seeing that mug on fuse every single damn day. She's screaming into the light bulb. Yeah, in a freaking. Is that the the one? The music video? She's like in that room or whatever. Yeah, small room. I played Uncharted to that. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ! I played Uncharted to that, bro. Religiously, (laughs) it fits. Yeah. Yeah, but. And, and look, that, that right here it says, and this is just a random thing, but it says 99% of Google users up upvoted this album. <laughs> like 99%, not 99% of the Go- people who use Google, but people who Dang. who voted on, are rated on this album, they rated it 99% voted up, which is crazy. And 98%, oh. 98% voted up on Riot. All I wanted, yeah, that was another one. And of course, Decode. Damn. I ain't gonna lie to you. Decode made me kind of want to watch Twilight. Yeah. yeah. Like that was it. Like, I'm trying I to remember which, about that movie whatsoever, which, but which song was, was Decode? Cause I know I've heard Twilight song. It's something, something, da, da, da. Just look it up. I'm not about to <laughs> Come on, man. Keep going. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So, I mean, and look, these, these, <laughs> Ever, even ever since this, you know, the third album, they have had managed, they have managed to, I mean, keep a song on the, uh, on the radio and on the charts, if you will, change styles drastically. Like music is significantly different. Uh, I mean, I'm not necessarily mad about that, but it is what it is. I mean, let's see. Which one, which, let's see. Which one is the, which one is the one where it's uh is it called Still Into You? Yeah, that's what it's called. I mean that song is fucking huge. Uh yeah. yeah it, that, it, that's it, probably when they that where they sound kinda of changed up a little bit though. Yeah, see I remember now it was pretty big, but I'm just kinda of like, oh, this sounds off. 
Yeah. That's when I kind of started falling off them. But then I ain't gonna lie, like I loved Ain't It Fun. As many damn times as they played it, I was like, oh, this is. Damn. Have you ever seen the music video for that song? Ain't they like driving down a road in a car or something like that? Uh, maybe. I think it's, they're like doing like fun shit. <laughs> like, like, I know it sounds so They're doing stupid, fun stuff, bro. <laughs> but it, they really are like doing like some weird shit in the video. Like, yeah. a bunch of stuff that you would never actually do. But it's like. But see, I, I think like, yeah, because I don't even have that many uh, songs off the album. I think I just got like Ain't It Fun in part two. But part two was basically part two to another song they had, I think called like Let the Flames Begin or something, which is. One of my favorite songs by them. I used to work yeah, out to. I'm not gonna lie. After uh, the brand new eyes, I just quit listening very much. Yeah, because like I said, that's when they switched up their sound. But well, the I mean, first about the, I was just listening to more heavier stuff. Yeah, but it's like that first, them first three albums over with them hoes. They were hidden. There's probably somebody who's listening that's like thinking, like, why are you guys talking about Paramore? Clearly, none of you guys are just fucking lifers when it comes to the Paramore bandwagon. It's like, but in the same breath, I'm just thinking we are talking about a a moment in time for the most part. But also, like, they really turned into, like I was saying earlier, I remember we were actually recording when I said it, but they turned into like a, a dentist's office band. Like their music, I mean, I'm not saying I don't. I could t- grocery store music, like contemporary, top yeah. ten, whatever. Yeah, like stuff you stuff you'd hear when you walk into Taco Bell, man. Yeah, it's like great melodies and stuff. You know, cool. You, it's cool what you're doing, but in the same breath, no risk. Like there's no risk in the for the biscuit. <laughs> like they 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 know the formula. They know what they're doing. They know they need to get you know three or four of these that are going to go off. It yeah, was see, to keep it a stack. I would say like Misery Business was that song when it first came out. Like on Ride, that was easily that that popular song that kind of follows a certain, you know, melody or whatever. I mean, yeah, I would agree that it was definitely a popular song. It had the, the killer melody. I mean, it was very driving. But like, like I, I thought mean, Hallelujah was better than that. <laughs> Hallelujah went hard. I don't think you're gonna see, go I, I really like Misery Business. I don't like that song. That's what I'm saying. It's because it's it's very it's poppy. It's more popular than I guess it is emo, whatever the fuck. See, I like uh, that's what you get more than all of them off that album. I know. <laughs> I remember you were like, Alex, that's what you got. I was like, bro, come on. I'm <laughs> I had to say off that whole album, I like, Let the Flames Begin, Miracle, Fences, uh, When It Rains is the, the good sad one. <laughs> when It Rains. <laughs> hallelujah. <laughs> I haven't heard, I think I haven't heard like for a pessimist, I'm pretty optimistic. Yeah, of course, yeah, Shane said crush, crush, crush. Yeah, but how, like I said, I think like Misery Business was the one that kind of like blew them up in the stardom. That's when it went from the scene at that point, which I, which is why I kind of get shame trying to say. Like that's when it put them in, I guess, like a, you know, international stardom. Yeah, they, they became, they became a different entity than what they were. Like, yeah, I, mean, I mean, like, the, just the the tone of the song itself, and also I guess like the the what the song is about. It's basically just about you know loser girl who's who kind of like she's not cool and she's not hot, and of course she kind of is hot. But hey, you, we're just gonna pretend they ain't. But she's not cool. She's not hot, and the hot chick from school is uh picking on her and something about somebody being a whore or something. Yeah, <laughs> it's a female underdog story. Yeah, I mean, really, you. I think yeah. that's a good, uh, you know. Little effort explanation to what it is, you know. Sure, sure. Oh, yeah, you get the gist. I, I, I just think it's about some bitch stone another fucking man's. Yeah, 
some bitch stealing another chick's man. Some fucking whore. <laughs> That's what it sounds like to me when I listen to it, so. Yeah, she yeah, yeah, yeah. really don't give a fuck. I mean, that's for certain. <laughs> like, she's not tripping on this broad or anything she's got to say. Uh, she rips out. I just remember ripping out her, I guess, her, her boobs or something at the end of it. The implants. Yeah, if anyone's ever seen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Great video. See, the, the video was good. I mean, the video just, was high school, man. All of, it, what it was. all of it lined up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. Like I, said, I think when I watched it, I was just kind of like, I can see why this probably relates to some girl out there. I was just like, all right. That, that's how I saw it. it. It won't relate to me personally. <laughs> I can't feel the same, but okay. But like sure. I said, but I think it ain't meant for us to kind of feel the same, but I think that's kind of like why it blew up. Like, that's okay. In 2010, in 2010, a message from Haley, Jeremy, and Taylor was released through Paramore.net, stating that Josh and Zach were leaving the band. In the message, they stated a couple of months ago, Josh and Zach let us know that they would be leaving the band after our show in Orlando last Sunday. None of us were really shocked. For the last year, it has seemed as if they wanted to be, they didn't want to be around anymore. Uh, and it says, we want Josh and Zach to do something that makes them happy. And if that isn't here with us, then we support them finding happiness elsewhere. But we never for a second thought about leaving any of this behind. It's like the post also stated that the remaining members had no intentions of disbanding. And they also added, as we look back and now as we look with excitement to the future and all of what and all of what this truly matters are the good times. Uh, the pictures of us with our arms around each other, the long van rides. Uh, Why are you going so deep with this? <laughs> I'm, I'm reading. I, I'm just, I just read it. Cool. We but, get it. They broke up. Yeah, but I was just trying to see. Maybe it got down to a little bit of like the nitty gritty. Oh, well, here we go. Well, here, one, go. The, one of the theories I heard that she was dating one of them, and yeah, it it was good. It was getting complicated. So. Both of them were like, fuck it, we're out. Well, this is this is the story that I heard, and this is the story that this is portraying right here on Paramore Wiki fandom, whatever. But written by Haley Williams. <laughs> well, this is basically her that you know, you heard what they said, and it says on December twenty first, Josh and Zach, mainly just Josh, released their own message through Josh's blog, stating his blog, what a fucking loser. No, I'm joking. Stating damn. <laughs> Okay. They, they did not think Haley's version told the whole story of the departure. They characterized Paramore's his, they characterized Paramore's history as even more turbulent than the band had ever let on publicly, noting that in the yeah, early we, days, we, we, you date each other, yeah, I guess. So. Well, here, listen, there's more to it. it. Says Haley's dad would consistently threaten to pull the plug on the whole band if we complained about anything, suggesting that we were hired guns and Haley was the real artist. When it, when in reality, we were also part of the band. Josh claimed that what started as natural somehow morphed into a manufactured product of a major label riding on the coattails of Haley's dream. <laughs> in light of this, the band members fraying friendships, their inability to agree on many things such as content, Haley's lyrics on brand new eyes, which Josh believed contradicted the Bible at times and the tall. Okay. So these dudes were Jesus dudes and Haley's dad was a dick. It's kind of what it's starting to sound like. I mean, well, it kind of just sounds like what the usual crap is like, maybe I guess the more popular that they got, um, the sound change. I'm guessing like Josh and them probably, they were probably the main reason why everything sounded the way it did until maybe the fourth out. Like I guarantee all new eye. I mean, all we know is falling to 
whatever to I guess like the third album that was probably all of them and I'm guessing like they were probably clashing about how they needed to sound it happens at least that's my guess that's what it kind of sounds plus if your dad's like your fucking manager yeah on some Britney Spears shit (laughs) he's probably like my daughter has a great voice and it's like that's true just let her do whatever she's gonna do but do we want to put in some emo lyrics no (laughs) Well, I mean, we're the we're the people who's making the music to make her sound good, so yeah. I because know. I mean, look, 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 that's what I'm saying. Like after they left, it did switch up. Yeah, this is this right here says in in 2020, Zach Farrow is back in the band, and the tension between Haley and Josh is long gone. In an interview for Vulture, Haley states her feelings towards Josh. I barely feel anything. No part of me is triggered. Oh, she is such a, a darling of, of the, of the media. She also talks about how the narrative that showed her as a tyrannical leader nobody could work with, uh, can now be interpreted as sexist. She said, you think, Oh, Tom York, uh, must be a fucking hit, must be the fucking Hitler of Radiohead. He can be an asshole. I wonder if it's simply because I'm a woman. I could have had a dick and the story would have gotten, would not have gotten any traction. She says Josh leaving was necessary. There needed to be infections cut out. You kind of sound like a tyrannical leader, ma'am. I'm sorry. (laughs) Like that sounds like some shit fucking Putin would say. (laughs) Right? I mean, well, Not to not to go off and all that shit because I don't want damn Paramore to come down on us. I don't. Uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, why would they come down on us? That's, Who that's knows? Maybe she listens. <laughs> Maybe she's always listening out to see who's talking shit. But I mean, it's yeah, the story. The story goes on, man, because like this shit right here is talking about how uh, Jeremy Davis left the band and he said Davis became embroiled in a legal battle with Williams claiming songwriting credits and a portion of the royalties from Paramore's self-titled album, as well as a share of the band's touring revenue and other income. Williams later claimed that Davis was merely an employee of Varun Woe, the business entity that operates Paramore of which she claims to be the sole owner. In May 2017, the lawsuit officially reached a settlement. See what I'm saying? Like there was consistencies in the fact that she was kind of a a twit. And the story that I heard a long time ago was the fact was supposedly that her dad was like more or less like like steamrolling everything. Like he had the money and funded everything at first. And eventually it just became I'm doing this is me and my daughter's gig. So if you're not down with the clown, then get the fuck off the boat. (coughs) So. I mean, it lines up. It yeah. lines up, yeah. I mean, sorry, Haley. You're, you're a bitch and your you're dad's mean. a cunt. <laughs> you're mean. You kind of you kind of sound like a twit. They also have a little uh, radar thing on here that basically says when and how long these people were uh, in the band. Yeah. So, but that's irrelevant. Nonetheless, I, mean, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think they're a band right now anyways, are they? No. Uh, I think the, the latest thing that had came out was uh, that was all Haley. So, I mean, that like that once again, that lines up. It's pretty much like at this point, she has no real reason to even claim the the band Paramore. It's just Haley Williams. It's pretty weird. All their former members, Josh, Jeremy, John, Jason, and Hunter. (laughs) That's just a lot of J's. (laughs) Because the last thing she came out with was something called Petals for Armor and Flowers for Vases or something. I remember that was kind of a, it was a big release, but it wasn't like Paramore or nothing like that. But see, the thing is, she is a media darling because anything she releases at this point in time is going to be kind of like put up there. People are going to talk a lot about it. Right. Especially in that space. You know, people yeah, are yeah. interested in that area. Because, I mean, she 
that's what misery business kind of made her a certain particular type of character. Right. You know, like the, the tough, not going to take any type of bull crap alternative girl. And since then, she's kind of just been like riding that out for, for many years, but I ain't trying to get off into like her characteristics and all that shit. Yeah. I mean, that's a whole different show. We get it, man. You hate women. It's fine. <laughs> I said nothing wrong about the girl. <laughs> James, I don't give a fuck. T- She's a slut. <laughs> oh my hey, God. Doja no Cat. comment. No comment. Hey, Doja Cat is like, on right now. Dude, look, let's look. not talk about Doja Cat, dude. I've been talking about her too much. I think my wife's starting to catch on to me. She, she just, she just popped up on my TV and I'm just like, okay, I think I get what Shane's talking about now. It's something. Anyway, there's something there. I'm just kidding about my wife. Uh, she talks about her too. It's pretty funny. <laughs> But uh, I, 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 I don't understand why Doja Cat like because she's I, funny I, and personable. That's the only reason. She was a meme, and then she actually had a little bit of talent to back up the meme. Yeah, that's I literally I what saying, it is. I, I, I don't get her music. That's all. She's also it's, it's incredibly pop. She's incredibly active on social media. Like she's yeah. on like uh, Instagram Live all the time, just fucking off. Like not even like a. All right, guys, this is part of my. You know what? This is, it's just her hanging out at her house, talking to people in her chat, just goofing off. And, and apparently, video games about that life. Crap. Oh, yeah. so she yeah. wants to be a Twitch streamer. Gotcha. No, nah, apparently she was a Twitch streamer. That's like she was a, I guess, an internet dwelling nerd before becoming like a big musician. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that, that's cool. James, right. I like her now. No, no, I, I don't like her music. Like, I, I like, I, I've had somebody tell me I need to listen to it. I try to listen to it. I, I yeah. don't like it. It just, it just sounds like regular bubblegum pop music, but yeah, I mean, exactly. nothing, whatever. Yeah. So after bashing Haley Williams, sorry, like, I, I don't want to, but you know, it, it is what it is. Let's go on the fly leaf, man. All right. Good timing. You know, yeah, yeah. That was a horrible transition, but, but you know, we trying to <laughs> hard. All right, guys, we're moving on to Flyley. Xander, take it. <laughs> James is like, I'm trying to help you, man. <laughs> and I'm just like, great. Okay. So anyway, the fucking Russians. Oh, what, what, the- <laughs> what are they doing now? They're oh. like taking over. Yeah, like, we'll talk about that tomorrow night on organic. Hey, Red Don is real. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not going to lie. I've been kind of keep trying to keep up. What everything is going I, on. I know you'll be texting me when I'm at work and I'll be like, Oh damn. I, I, but the thing is that I can't text you back because I'll literally, Alex knows how bad I am about it. I'll fucking send up like three paragraphs. I'm like, look, see what's really going on right now. <laughs> like now one paragraph that whole all the way. And I one sentence that mug. Like, yeah. All right. I was be like, that's great, man. <laughs> that's cool. Stop texting me. Yeah. <laughs> puts me on silent exclusively. Anyway, Flyleaf. Yeah. So, all right. I get it. Like I said, Paramore doing their thing, whatever. But I heard Flyleaf well before I even knew who the hell Paramore was. Thanks to a song called I'm So Sick. Yeah. Yeah, Do one of the most badass riffs. (laughs) Like one of the most cold. Do, 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 do. And the way, yeah, yeah. The way her voice just flows right into everything. And the fact that she has, like, I guess a little bit of a metal scream going on, too. Plus, she could scream, too, man. Yes. Come on. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, like I was introduced to them, like I said, once again, through Fuse. I remember seeing Emergency and stuff like that, you know, off that first uh, Paramore album playing, too. But they didn't grab me like like I'm so sick did, for whatever reason. Like, Flyleaf, in my opinion, that first album, especially after just recently listening to it again, Mm-hmm. That is a classic in my opinion. 
Like, I get it for other people. It's all about Paramore and stuff, but just musically, yo, I'm so sick, fully alive. Cassie, I'm sorry. All around me. All around me. Come on. I can feel like, you all yes. around me. That song is uh, pretty. I'm alive. Breathe today. I'm so about to I say, thought. I'm about to say, you can include the one song we learned. <laughs> the one song we played. <laughs> like, I don't want to. <laughs> Freaking Fully Alive, got the Red Sound. Like, all this stuff, bro. That that entire album is amazing. That's really. I can't I can't say anything wrong about it. Sorrow was one of my, still to this day, one of my favorite songs. Like, I don't know what it is, but it's like her and that band as a group just work. Like I said, Haley is, I think what it is when it comes to Paramore, to me, it really is kind of like all about Haley. Her voice basically makes the band. Like, I mean, would you guys kind of agree with me on that? At least within like the last few years. Are you talking about Paramore? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Like so so much of it is just her. Like Absolutely. a lot of it is is her voice. And now the music does work as well, but it's like if it wasn't for the music, I mean if it wasn't her for her voice and her range she has, they would probably just sound like another scene band. Yeah, and to be fair, their music nowadays is more like the other people in the band are just warm bodies. I mean they're, they're not even there. It, like it's let's, just, just let's, put it, let's put it this way. In whether this was by design or it was just the way that it naturally worked out or whether we can just take the rumors as true about what the situation was with her and her dad. I mean, really it is her show. You know what I'm saying? Like it's her gig at this point. And the music reflects that. Like the only reason that I even talk, and I don't, I don't personally have a problem with it. The thing, it's just kind of shitty the way that the story unfolded. If that's how the story unfolded, it's like, it's not really a lot of loyalty there to your band, you know, like, I mean, but when you are the top, that happens, bro. That's all it is. That's fine. But still, you know, I mean, two things can be true. They still can be successful, but they're still uh, prone. She's very mean. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) That's very, that's a very rude thing to do, but it is what it is. Yeah. And that's why, and and that's why I would have to kind of say, that's what I'm saying. So, I mean, like at the end of it, to me, I feel like even though Lacey did leave the band, I don't think it was on no crazy shit like that. I think she just ended up like going because I don't know, some other kind of crap. But yeah, so in comparison, I would have to say like those first two albums, I'm going to choose Flyleaf every time just because I think it's just an overall better, more structured uh, musical album. Okay. She, ex, ex Flyleaf singer Lacey Strum reveals reason for exit. It says the singer says that the, that the singer says that idea stuck with her as she went through some very life changing events, including marriage, starting a new family and suffering the death of the band's close friend and sound engineer, Rich Caldwell. So more or less like she grew up. I mean, it's kind of what it sounds like. I mean, I'm not saying that you can be grown up and playing a band, but it was one of those things where she was not in the position to make it work while growing up. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, she's like, I'm going to move on to other things in life. That's what it seems like to me. Cause I'm not seeing where she like joined another band or anything. She, I mean, she has like a solo thing and I think it's actually doing fairly well, but no, it only did one album. Oh, okay. Well, she only yeah. did one album, but it says former Flyleaf vocalist Lacey Strum has just released a new single. This is in 2020, 2019. Uh, a solo 
single, The Decree, via Follow Spot Records. A second single, State of Me, will follow later in the year. You can now listen to The Decree below. Strum but performed both The Decree and State of Me during her fall 2019 tour. So I'm mean, that's just what this says right here. And she's also 40 years old, which is wild. Well, she also did a song with uh, Breaking Benjamin. Uh, oh, what was it called? Oh, I'm looking look it up. Yo, it says it says the homegirl Lacey left the band in 2012, and Kristen May left the band. It looks like in 2016. Yeah, not yeah, that long did. after. <clears throat> yeah, uh, they redid uh, Dear Agony with uh, Lacey. Uh, with, with Lacey. The entire damn album? No, just the song. Oh, okay. Yeah, they redid that one, and then uh, in 2016, <laughs> she did Breaking Figures, uh, that gay-ass band, Skillet. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> damn, what, you, what you hating about Skillet, bro? Hey, man, Skillet is a new Nickelback to me, all right? That's the only thing I got to say. Damn. Kristen May has parted ways with Flash. <laughs> he just went straight Kristen May. <laughs> After nearly four years with the band, May announced her departure through a video released via her personal Facebook account, citing both personal reasons and not fitting in with the band as reasons for the exit. Original, mm-hmm. uh, original Flyleaf vocalist Lacey Strum left the band in 2012, shortly before New Horizons was released. Strum's exit left some massive shoes to be filled, but Kristen May stepped up to tour with the group before becoming a full-time member recording. People probably didn't like her. 2014's between. More than likely. Yeah. She, it was probably one of those things like you can never take the, take the place of Lacey. And she's probably, probably just got tired of it. (laughs) More than likely. She was like, all right, screw this. I'm out. Like, I ain't going to be having to deal with this shit. Yeah. But (laughs) like I said, I like the one song that she had. Like she was actually pretty good. I listened to a few songs off of her. Latest yeah, album, I, 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 I think me, you sat back and I watched a couple of videos one night here. Yeah. And I was like, it's really not that bad. She, she's okay at it. It's like, but it's one of those things where I guess they just didn't give it a chance. So I get it. I, I wouldn't stick around for the shitty. It is interesting. Both of these bands, I believe, started out as Christian bands. Paramore? Yes. Well, see, I already know, like, yeah, straight up Flyleaf is, I wouldn't say that they, Claim to be a Christian band, but yeah, like a lot of their stuff. I don't know, man. All, all, that song all around me. That, that was about Jesus holding her, man. I was about to say that's pretty Jesus for you. <laughs> I'll go even. I'll go even further than that. Like all over. Okay, fully alive, definitely one. Breathe today. So I thought. So I thought is all all of that. <laughs> Sorrow is about Flyleaf, like having sex, premarital sex, or something. <laughs> Flyleaf is an American rock band formed in Belton, Texas in 2020, excuse me, in 20, in 2002. Let me just say that the easy way. The band has charted on mainstream rock, Christian pop, and Christian metal genres. So, yeah. But ever since Homegirl left the band, they haven't been a band. Yeah, basically. Apparently. They haven't done anything since like 2016. They had it with Christian May, and that was it. Yeah. Yeah, between the stars. <laughs> Yeah, but see, yeah, so that first album, the second album was uh, Memento Moy. Again, was on that mug. I loved that. I loved Missing. I loved Supernatural. Rise is a good song. Like, I like, that's what I'm saying. I guess it's just more of a personal thing for me. I I love her music. Y'all can suck my dick. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, 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 no. See, 
how I'm going about this is how I vibe to the music now. And I, I vibe more Flyleaf than I do Paramore. Oh, hands down. I mean, I'm pretty sure that I could probably put on, don't get me wrong. I'm listening to all of those, all those songs that I said that I like to pair more. I'm listening to them when they come on. I'm only listening to them once. Yeah. It's like, but when it comes to like, like the heavier vibe of the shit, I would much prefer to listen to the hard riffs of Flyleaf. And, you know, yes. even if it, even if some of it might sound kind of cringy now, you know what I'm saying? It's really not at the same time because I'm a sucker for riffs. Like I like good melodies and that's fine. That, that's what I'm riff. saying. Like to me, when it comes to, to Flyleaf, just has better musical composition. Like it has better riffs. It has everything, in my opinion. Like Fly, Paramore is a damn good band, right? For but, what they are. Yeah, I don't. It, it, it kind of goes back on what I was saying about. It's like it's. I think the the thing about Misery Business is a perfect example. It works, but it just doesn't work for me. You see what I'm saying? Sure. sure. It's like once it became more seen and, and I guess is, and it kind of just represented, I guess, a certain particular type of a person or whatever, then I was kind of like, I, right, you know, cool. Yeah. I, I like the music, but I ain't feeling it. It's like with, with Flyleaf, I can sit down, listen to that and just vibe the fuck out. Right. Like that's gospel to me almost. I ain't even going to lie. Yeah. Well, and another thing that's interesting to me about Paramore is like, as they change, it's like one of those things, like there's a lot of people who have been fans of them since, you know, Riot or before, you know, and they're yeah. still fans of her or whatever, not necessarily knockout, drag out, but they invested, they were invested enough in them to where they can, they, they grew with them more or less. And for me, the way I would say with Paramore is like, I was never invested enough in them to be like, you know what? I can deal with this transition and respect it or whatever. I don't, I don't personally have a problem with them changing their style, but it's just one of those things. Like, I don't care enough. I don't care enough about you guys as a band that I'm going to be like, Oh man, like, you know what, man, I'm just going to take the ride. But I have managed to hear so many of their big songs because of the fact that it's, you don't have to look very hard to have heard a fucking, uh, you don't have to try at all actually to have yeah. heard a Paramore song in the past like five or six years. You know, like, especially within the past five or six years, ain't it fun as everywhere? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, I'm not even going to lie. I haven't heard none of their new stuff. Like they have, they have this like, song called "Rose Colored Boy" or some yeah, shit. Yeah, like I, I don't listen. Yeah, I remember to Britney was like playing in the car for us, and I was like, yeah. "All right." Yeah, it's like, I, I, was like, like I, I don't listen to the radio or nothing. So I have no clue what the music yeah. is like nowadays. I don't care to look it up. <laughs> no, because it's like, well, what ho? With the latest album, it was they they did that thing that like everybody else is doing, which is like going into the whole eighty synth pop. Yeah, thing. On they're not. They're not. Cool, they're not. I was gonna say they're not quite as the weekend it's more their sound but their sound with the uh, heavy influence of the 80s you know yeah. i would say I'll, I'll actually say they probably did that before the weekend even started doing like i know it's the thing now but i would say they, they did that one like 2017 or something like that so yeah they may have been like one of the first bands to kind of like bring that whole 80s vibe back but yeah like i remember seeing the music video all over the place and i thought all right this is it I remember saying, I was like this. I, I think I'm completely done with them now, right? Because yeah. nothing about them at all sounded like that. So, I guess when, when you think about it, it's Paramore kind of split up because of drama, and I guess with Flyleaf is just they just kind of drifted off. Like Lacey did her own thing. I guess the band was just kind of like, well, she's out, so ain't nothing much we can do. Yeah. Like, what, what do you want me to say? Um, you know, I also, and Christmas was like, I'm not going to deal with this anymore. 
something pretty interesting that I just saw when I was looking through their thing is uh they had um excuse me, Aaron Gillespie was a touring drummer for them for a little while. For who? Aaron Gillespie from uh Under Oath. Yeah, yeah, for but for who? For, oh, for Paramore. Paramore. Oh yeah, yeah. No, that, that doesn't surprise me at all. That makes sense. I guess it's a good way to put that. I mean, I, I can believe that. And this was like during the no under oath time. So he's probably trying to get that guala, trying to get paid. Because my music has a, my Christian music ain't taking off. I got to go do something else. <laughs> I'm going to go play music with ex Christians. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it was. He's like, hey guys, y'all still like God, right? Yeah, kind of. Do you want to talk about it in public? No, not really. Oh, great. <laughs> cool. I'm going to sit down at the drum set. Let's go. <laughs> Spencer oh, comes oh, up. Oh, what's that? Spencer's just like, you playing drums again? Guess what? I'm getting back together. And Aaron's like, oh, fuck. He's like, hey, how, how do you feel about Christianity? Hey, man, we'll, we'll talk about it later. Like, let's just make the album first, and then, and then <laughs> I'll let you know during the interview. Like, what? Yeah, during the interview. Yeah, okay. they, they uh, under oath. Um, our Christians me. suck. What? Did you guys ever listen to Spencer's other band, Dreamwave or Dreamwave, whatever it's called? I can't remember what it was called. Sound. I don't know about this because y'all said something about it. I always want to know about it because fucking Sam. They were all right, I guess. I mean, it's stoner metal. It's all what it is. I was about to say I was expecting for Under Oath when they came back to sound like them. I mean, there's definitely some of that there, but not anywhere near to the degree I thought. I was like, well, Under Oath is just going to be like a, a different version of that band. I was like, that's what, that's what some people who do listen to it say, though. Like some yeah. people say, like it just does sound like a, another version of Spencer's band. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like driving rock music, you know. I mean, for what it's worth, some of that shit's heavy. They said I was driving the rock music. We were listening to yeah, I guess you're right. We were we were uh walking through Target yesterday or the day before yesterday or whenever it was, before we left town actually. Uh so it would have been Friday night. And they had uh under us new album on vinyl for sale in Target, and I was like, damn, we've come a long way. <laughs> I was like, I was just thinking like how long ago, like you would have never found like under us out, maybe in like Best Buy or something, you know, but not on vinyl in Target. <laughs> you know, well, I mean, Target, you got the, tar- Target's opened up more lately, and now, uh, well, I say lately, it's like 2000. I don't know, I was in a Target in 2013, and I saw a bunch of fucking deathcore, metalcore shit, vinyls, really? and yeah, that's crazy. I just feel like I would have never seen that in there, but to be fair, it's not like I was going to Targets that often until I moved here. I've been to plenty of Target in my life, but you know why there's no, uh, you know why there's no, uh, uh, Walmarts in, uh, Afghanistan. Well, you, you, you were confusing me now. I'm lost. Like, I'm obsessed <laughs> about to start talking about Target. Hey, do you know why there's no Walmarts in Afghanistan? I don't live in Afghanistan, bro. Cause there's too many Targets. <laughs> That's so stupid. So when you go into the clan, man, have you tried? Oh my God. Hey, have you guys tried Holdies? Nuts. Damn it. <laughs> Grow up. <laughs> I've been trying. I've been trying for a, like at least twelve years now. I ain't even had to guess with that. Hold yeah, it. so I so I guess uh, before we just start going off into weirdness, I guess to close it off. I mean, I, yeah, I don't think there are any clear winners in this. I, I, 
So let me let me do my yeah yeah yeah. I want you to come in on this, bro. Yeah, yeah. You talk, James. So look, look. (laughs) Paramore first. You know the first three albums of Paramore ain't that. You know it's probably where it's at for me personally. Yeah. Uh, but compared to Follies. I just I vibe more with Flyleaf than I do with Paramore. The reason why I ever got into Paramore is I thought Haley was hot. And I was like, sure, I'll just listen to her music. Yeah. Ain't no shame in saying that. She's still hot. But who does that? Who's like she's hot? I'll listen to her music. Dude, are you that dude? A lot of people. That is yeah. very, that is very dude. It's creepy, but why do you think so many people listen to Poppy? It ain't creepy, but I mean what the fuck like, is what? Poppy? You, you, know, you talking about yeah, I know what you're talking about. You're talking about that weird internet chick. Every every incel on the planet wants to have sex with her. I seen the chick, bro. She ain't that bad. Incels want to have sex with anything, Shane. That's why they're incels. (laughs) It's literally the name. (laughs) Involuntary celibate. It ain't even their fault sometimes, bro. Like, what you doing? (laughs) Oh, okay. But like, all right. It's the thing is like, I guess that's what it would be for a lot of guys, right? I guess they look at it like she's hot. But that wouldn't want to make me watch, I mean, read, I mean, listen to the music. That would just make me want to watch the music videos and probably cut the music off. I mean, yeah, but you become a fan. You get connected to him. You original. I'm, okay. Listen, I'm, I'm not, I said that about, I was just cracking a joke about the incels, but I'm just saying like, you were dead ass. Uh, the reason why I say it's weird. The reason why I say it's weird is because she looks like a child. Like, are she, especially she used to look like a child when she first started being Ooh, popular. Poppy or Halo. Oh, okay. You're talking about Poppy. Yes. And like it's just weird. It's the same that lady thing. grown. It's the, it's the Billie Eilish thing too. It's like t- like okay, like Billie Eilish was seventeen. You better get yourself in trouble, boy. You look in the <laughs> you about to get in trouble. You look in the you about comments to expose yourself. And like there's dudes that are like thirty, thirty five, and it's like I wish if you were eighteen. Oh my god! Like people saying stuff like, and then she turns eighteen, and everybody's like, oh, she's eighteen now. It's like. Well, she wasn't yesterday, and you are grown, and you were like, dude, I just want to just slide my Johnny. You know, like the nastiest shit in the comment section. I'm like, where do these people come from? Like, like, get out the house, man. Like, go go talk okay, to somebody. Okay, listen, listen, all right, because uh, why not? Let's go on this little weird rant. Okay, when it comes to this sort of thing, when you're talking about, like, people having crushes on celebrities or females or whatever, what may have you. Right. Speaking of Haley Williams, that kind of goes off into her thing. It's, it's her, while I was talking about that characterization, the tough punk, you know, alternative, I can beat you behind. You're going to respect me type chick. And you're like, yeah, I do respect it. That is kind of hot. Sure. Sure. I get it. I get it. If, if you're a dude who likes seeing music, that is hot to you. Yeah. If you're like an introverted guy, that is probably attractive to you. And ultimately there's nothing wrong with if that. You like being dominated. Oh. That's how oh like, that's not necessarily what she's saying though. It's not like she said, yeah, I'm going to stick up for myself. Let me shove a cock in your ass. No, I ain't saying like talking about no pagan boy. What you? <laughs> she's like, man, we're getting paid. No, but it's, it's, it's kind of cool to see like that sort of, uh, that sort of range or I guess that sort of like thing in, in that space is I guess maybe at the time it wasn't. I don't know that much about like the scene overall. But, I mean, I guess yeah, she those, was uh... tough. I guess all those fans can have their chance with Poppy now. Apparently, her and Ghostman broke up. What? They were dating? That's crazy. Apparently so. That makes sense. I didn't know who she was. I had to look her up. She used to make like, uh, she used I would to say like weird videos. She used to make like, yeah, creepy, uh, YouTube, yeah, for YouTube videos 
where it would be like a second or something or a split second of her staring at the screen and just saying something weird. And everybody was like, what the hell is this? And for some reason, they ended up getting a lot of attention. A lot of attention. Don't know why. I found out from, and then eventually she started making metal music and it went yeah. off and people were like, what the fuck? Like, and it's like, and she could probably sell out a stadium. Like, <laughs> I mean, not really, but like, she is famous as fuck amongst. Uh, she could, uh, from what I'm saying, she could probably sell out a stadium. Uh, sell out a stadium. Yeah, like she's out of this world, astronomically popular. She's she's Especially like she's like if Amaranth or one of them Twitch streamer girls ended up wanting to have like a fucking music and uh music career out of nowhere. It's kind of like it's kind of the same situation how it was with Doja Cat, except Doja Cat actually can make a little bit of music. Like that's the difference, and she kind of took it somewhere. Like Poppy was just kind of like internet internet bound, basically. Yeah, and there's a, it's Brittany, a meme, pretty much. Brittany was actually telling me just like we were just talking about this girl like yesterday, and Brittany was telling me that she she believes there's a, th- a theory online that this dude that is like uh, her overseer is pretty much like abusing her and forcing her to do everything that she does. Yeah, that was like, an old conspiracy. Yeah, and it's like I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, just she's a grown woman. Like at this point, she could probably be like, hey, I don't want to fucking do this, you know. But in the same breath, I guess if if there's some real like manipulation going on here, then like she might be, that might be some real shit. Like, I don't know how true that is, but it could be a real thing. Yeah. I somehow found myself watching the entire YouTube video about that one day. And I was like, why in the fuck am I watching this? It was like 15 minutes about it. Apparently it is a proven fact that the dude that is her manager or that helped her start up or whatever. He is apparently actually a, manip- <laughs> a manipulative piece of shit, but they're just trying to figure out if like, you know, if she was that, if he was that way with her or what, like maybe he doesn't work with her anymore. And she's like, well, I did get famous because of this guy. So I'm just not going to come out and be like, he's a total twit, you know, but anyway. Yeah. yeah. So on to Haley. Cares about Poppy. On to Haley Williams looking hot. Yeah. So I, I get it. I do kind of <laughs> get what you mean though, James. Like she does have, it's a certain look and it's a look that I know like a lot of dudes these days is still just horribly into dudes are like man i like a girl that has red hair i'm like dude you're fucking 40 something like we got <laughs> we're not in high school no more be like we can't do it but yeah it's so to me is i get what you mean by saying like she was hot and that's why you would listen to music but i remember when i saw it the first time i was kind of like all right i mean let's think the I think the very like her first, attractiveness wasn't the thing that, that drew me in at first i think the very first song i ever listened to was emergency I she think, was uh, kind of hiding it. Because <laughs> I, I think I sat down at my dad's house and turned on Fuse. And that was one of the things that popped up. Yeah. Because uh, at the time, I was already into Because at the time, I was trying to get into other stuff because I was hanging out with Shane and everybody was, you know, getting into the heavier side stuff. So I just turned on Fuse one day and I listened. I was like, oh, that's cool. So. Yeah. Haley Williams was 15 years old when they started Paramore. Don't 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 keep doing this to us. Like you better get everybody in this hole in trouble. You <laughs> no, I'm just I'm just saying we didn't know who she was when she was fifteen. You know she's I, older than us, so it's cool. Yeah. She is I think it says right here that she's thirty three years old. And she was also born on the, her and Steven have the same birthday, December twenty seventh. Uh not the same age, but the same birthday. Uh and she was born in Meridian, Mississippi. Yeah, she's yeah. from Mississippi. She later moved to Franklin, Tennessee. Oh, so I mean, like, I wonder how you said her dad was supposed to that bankroll the the whole band. Like, how? Where the hell did he get the money from? 
I don't know. I, I guess we could find out. He's an engineer. Is yeah, but I mean, can, yeah. Joey Sturgis. He rips off his face. Ah, it oh, was all goddamn, dude. His name is Joey Williams. <laughs> oh, we we stumbled upon something. <laughs> fueled by ramen. Damn. Yeah, but me. Yeah, yeah, but fuel, yeah, but Roman did uh Junk Class Heroes par- uh Paramore, My Chemical Romance, and uh Fallout Boy. I mean, all right. Is it safe to say that they were basically like commercial scene music? Yes. Like scene music for the masses, scene music that wouldn't really be scene music, but was kind of like popular scene music. Yes. Okay. Who yeah, is that? Yeah, exactly. Talking about Paramore? Yeah. No, we just talking about like Fuel by Ramen. Oh, oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, because Fuel by Ramen had a. Uh, you know what? Fuel, look, Fuel by Ramen sign, Fall Out Boy, Paramore, My Chemical Romance, Panic at the Disco, Jump yeah, the, whole, the whole, the whole yeah. thing, like all about yeah. preteen, all about preteen yeah. life. <laughs> so, uh, Fuel by Ramen, you know, they're they're still, I think, a record company to, today. I don't know if they are or not. I'm not too sure. But yeah, they pretty much did everything like that in the day. So they pretty much modernized and capitalized on the whole entire scene kit aspect yeah. of it. Oh shit, dude! The data remembers on Fueled by Ramen. Are they? Oh, I know. I, I know they, they were signed they, to Victory. I was say they at least put an album out on there. Look, oh. they got three hundred three Cobra Starship, Gym Class Heroes, Jimmy Eat World, Less Than Jake. Good uh, God. Yeah, this is it. I remember 303. It's something, something. Travi McCoy. Don't trust a hoe. Yeah, 21 Pilot. Paramore. Boyfriend, I'm a vegetarian. I ain't fucking scared. I was like, these dudes are lame as hell, but it's funny. Like, it worked. Panic at the Disco, All Time Low. I remember All Time Low. Yeah. For one song. They still big, though. That's the thing. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Uh, Nate Roos and his band, Fun. Y'all remember them tonight? Yeah, tonight. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sublime with Rome. The Academy is all of these bands were on here. They're so pretty, like I said, so pretty much popular scene music. Because I mean, like I think a lot of people talk about Fallout Boy, so but people didn't really talk about Fallout Boy until from under the court tree, until the damn the the deer. Music video. Lie in the grass next to the mausoleum. We're going down. Yeah. Like you don't hear a lot of people talk about the album that came out before that. At least not. At least not outside of the actual scene. I guess. You got devout fans that definitely. Uh, you know, we'll, know we'll, talk, we'll talk about. Yeah. Where is your boy tonight? I and that album hit as a gentleman, and then Maybe the, you find yeah, and know. the same era that had a uh, Saturday. I mean, that's just like you really want to hear me, the Mike Chemical Romance fans, talk about the one with vampires and shit on. Yeah, yeah. The the I listened to yeah. like one time in my entire <laughs> life. I like that album. I remember that damn song. Like I came on Fuse, and I was like, "Oh, these dudes just dress up and make up and." Talking about vampires. I was like, this is actually <laughs> catchy though. It worked for whatever reason. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's but, just, uh, that's just like Bring Me the Horizon's new uh, single they did with uh, Ice Feet. It's called Vampire. Same thing. Yep. But I mean, but yeah, before we all got off in that, James, you were talking about like your first experience with Haley, besides emergency. Like, yeah. So, uh, 
Yeah, so I tuned in. I watched that. Then I think uh, the following couple weekends, I was watching Fuse at my dad's house again, and I saw Flyleafs all around me. And I was like, huh, I kind of like the heavier style more. So I started checking them out, and I went out to Sound Shop and bought the Flyleaf album, which I can't find. And that's why I really got into it, because I like uh, Lacey's vocals. I like her screams. And then just the music all all around just kind of – hit me on a different level than the Paramore stuff did, but don't get me yeah. wrong. Paramore music still hits and Lacey, I'm uh, not Lacey, but uh, Haley, her vocals hit. Yeah. She's her an amazing hit. singer. Yeah. Yeah. Callan plus, uh, plus I also like, bought the, uh, the Paramore live album that came with the DVD and everything. Yeah. And, and during live, during live performances, she'd be killing it. She yeah. does. Like she is fucking amazing. That's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, we can talk as much shit about us as we want to, but it's one, it, when you got the talent to back it up, hey, like, yeah. so, it, so I'm not going to be biased. Popularity, you know, in today's standard, if, if people are going to listen to, people's going to listen to Paramore more just because yeah. it's something that you can turn on all your friends and you can get drunk to and you can go on a shopping spree and stuff like that. <laughs> Beat the shit out of girls <clears throat> in school. Yeah, you can have a you can have a montage too. And then you know, if you're a, a singer, you know, if you're like in the heavier stuff, then that's you know people are going to get into Flyleaf because they're going to listen to the stuff like Hellstorm or Kitty or yeah. Icon for Hire stuff like that. Yeah, Paramore's well, music, and, Paramore's music is girl centric. Yeah, where well, I mean, so so is in this moment. Yeah, and then New Year's Day. Yeah, but and good for them. I'm just saying, like Flyleaf is not. It just happens to be a band that has a chick vocalist, and like yep. dudes. I bet you there were more dudes that liked Flyleaf than there were girls. I guarantee there was. Like yeah, I probably. promise you. Like and also, it's just because one of those somehow Haley Williams found a way, whether it be because of the fact that there was so much money put behind her to market her and brand her. But she was relatable to the common girl. But it's like in reality, that was just the way it was presented. The girl has clearly been rich as shit and spoiled since we first heard of her. So it's it's, it's all about how she got presented and her acting skills. That's all right. Yeah, and that's fine. It's all fine and dandy. I understand it's an image. It's a thing, whatever. And she's probably is a down to earth, chill, activated woman. But I'm just saying, hell, like, what activative? <laughs> I said, I said activated because I was going to say activist, but I didn't feel like activist work. She probably drinks cough syrup. Probably. What? But, but, you know, if I had, if I had to, if I had to hand the torch off, I got to give it to Flyleaf. But looking at this from a today's standard, Paramore has to take the torch just because everybody can get into the music more simple. Right. Yeah. It is, I mean, would. Out of out of the three Paramore uh, albums, would you say "All We Know Is Falling" is your favorite one? Yes. See, that's that's kind of my point. Like, she wasn't trying to do the whole like you know, like tough girl alternative. She she didn't have the brand behind it at the time. You see what I'm saying? That was probably also at the time. I, I bet you like Josh and Zach was all over that mode. That was probably their album. I, I think. Josh did, uh, it was Josh. I think he did the screams on that album too. Cause there yeah. were some screams in it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it was screams in it. It's like that was as seen and as alternative as you can possibly get, but it's kind of like the more popular they got, mainly because of misery business. I think that's kind of once they started shifting over. But to See, be fair, I didn't really get into, uh, 
it's uh, all, all, the following one is my favorite, but I've listened to Brand New Eyes and then uh, I listened to Riot Brand New Eyes. Then I went back and listened to the first album. Yeah. That's how I did it. And that's why it became one of my favorites. Yeah. But like I said, it's, they're all amazing, but it's, you can just tell that that sound did really change. And also, like I said, the, the branding behind Haley Williams became like she really was the band at that point. You know, for like like Shane was kind of say activated and all that crap, but Lacey was just kind of like Lacey was um, Flyleaf, right? So much so that when Kristen May became the singer, I guess it didn't work out. <laughs> poor girl. Yeah, poor girl. Like she had, she she was pretty damn good too, but Lacey's vocals is very hard to follow. Yeah, I was about you know. I don't- didn't think she was gonna be able to hit those vocals like that, but you know that's just how I, it goes. You know, I, I think I said the only girl that I kind of heard that semi, the kind of similar, that was kind of similar to Lacey's was the girl from Conquer Divide. She kind of sounds like Lacey a little bit. Yeah, and they got two vocalists themselves. Yeah, see, they had to have two to even follow that up. Yeah, but yeah, so I mean, James, you said pretty much the same thing, kind of like it's it had to be Flyleaf. Well, yeah, like, you know, like, just the vibe, too, vibe yeah. too is folly, but, you know, by today's standards, it has to be Paramore, which yeah. is sad, because I, I'm, like, I'm slowly losing faith in our, slowly losing faith in music, man. <laughs> this, uh, I mean, there's some good stuff, it's just, you know, what's popular, like I said, we're, we're not in a time when what was popular is seeing stuff anymore, like, Fuel Bar Ramen ain't killing the game no more, that's all there's to it, so... Yeah, but I don't know. Maybe, like I said, maybe it can come back around, but I ain't going to, I'm not going to, you know, put my faith on it. <laughs> right, right. Anyway, uh, just a little announcement before we get out of here. Uh, March 13th, the Hallion Tapes Volume 1 will be released. Uh, still don't know where I'm going to exactly put it all out at. I know SoundCloud would be one, YouTube would be one. I'm not sure about Bandcamp or uh, I don't know how. Or I don't know how to put it on Spotify either. So those twos might not. I know how to do yeah. it, but it, it's a it's a process. <laughs> like how long of a process? <laughs> I mean, it just costs money. Oh, okay. What you? Yeah, wouldn't, what's, wouldn't what's, we'll definitely talk about it all, uh, off air or like tomorrow night or sometime. We can talk about it all. Kind of like basically, if you got five songs, it would be in maybe in your interest to like take your best song and then put it on Spotify as opposed to having to pay all the money to put a project on there and having you have to have a standard something for your actual album cover and you have to have this, this, and this. It's just kind of a pain in the ass if you're not like, we'll talk about it later. Anyway, um, I'm not trying to discourage you from doing it. I'm just saying, like, oh no, no, like I already, I, I already had a thought process that it was going to be. I already had the thought that it was going to be a process, and I, yeah. just, I just didn't know I was going to do my research later. But um, March 13th, me and my co-host is going to sit down. And we're actually going to stream it, us listening to it. Uh, I know I invited you to come along, but I don't know if you'd be able to do it with us. Is it on? Is it on a Sunday? It's on a Sunday. Yeah. And that's this next weekend. Yeah. I can assure you after the uh ungodly, unexcusable amount of money that I spent this past weekend or this weekend 
the past 24 hours, I probably will not be leaving my house this coming weekend. <laughs> and not to mention, uh, by the time next weekend rolls around, gas will probably be like $5 a gallon. So ain't nobody leaving the house. <laughs> no shit, dude. I mean, it's, I'll be leaving mine to pick him up, but that's about it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I'm sure you guys will have a great time either way. I'll I be, mean, in the, I'll be in the chat for sure. If you're there, we'll, uh, if you're, if you're available, we'll pick you up for it. We'll zoom the call. Hell yeah. Everything. We'll listen to it. Uh, we're doing that. Uh, we also got it. We, we're going to do another one podcast later on, but, uh, that's it. Um, go ahead and give it, go and do your stuff. Hell yeah. Uh, uh, I am really looking forward to, I am really looking forward to you guys releasing your project. I am, uh, I am the host of a podcast called Organic Poison Podcast. You guys should check that out. I have had these guys on here a bunch of times. I do want to ask you guys something before we get off of the air. Have any of you guys heard the reviews on, uh, Elden Ring? Yes. Everybody loves it. It's the best game of all time. It's, it's apparently as good as they said it was going to be. I'm currently like trying other, to I'm currently trying to play through it. Oh, like yeah. every other from software game released in in the history of time is is always yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. I guess we didn't expect anything different. That's cool though. I mean, that's cool that at least people are getting getting what they want out of a game as opposed to just like relentlessly over and over again people being disappointed. It's nice to see people championing a game that looks like it actually is good for once. Yeah. I mean, uh, what? Hold on, James. Underwhelmed, brother. Oh, look, I, I'll, I, I'm going to do my official uh, solo uh, review of Elden Ring. I only have 20 hours into the game, and I'm not even a quarter through it yet. Yeah, I mean, it's it's it's, mass, it's massively open, and if you don't do your exp- uh you don't if you don't explore, do your exploration. It can become quite hard, but they see people complain that the game is hard. It's not hard. They give you so many tools at your disposal to make the game easy. Uh, Apparently they said this is the most uh, easily accessible souls game. Like the easiest one to get into. They say that. And they also say it's the hardest game ever. So, I mean, it contradicts each other, but from journalists always say everything is hard, bro. But from software, if you if it could be easily missed, so I, I get why people say it's hard. But there's certain things you got to do. You can get unlocked all the what they call spirits to help you in fights, which makes it easy. You got your horse, you got this, and you got this. You got these weapons. You got all this That's stuff. That's way the more game. than most from software games have. <laughs> right. So you got all these tools at your disposal that makes the game easy. Okay. You if you walk out in the middle of a fucking like there's there's bosses that roam the lands, like mini bosses with health bars that roam the lands. But you have to, you know, you don't have, you don't have to fight them. Some people want to try to fight them and they die. They're like, oh God, this game is hard. Nah, bro, you can come back. You can go do this little cave off to the side that has an easy boss and they get the souls. I guarantee those rack are them people, up, go back and take them out. Those are probably people who are just not jump, jumping on the fucking souls bandwagon because it's popular to do now. They probably never even played a damn souls game. They're like, oh my God, I died. It's like, yeah, that's, <laughs> you have know. to, it's a technical know, game. On it. I'm loving the game for what it's worth, but also got my little, I got my quirks with it as well. All right. Uh, like, well, I guess my question of it, like, cause you're, you're pretty, you were Souls fan. Would yeah. you say that you liked it better when it was more condensed? Like when it was more of a, 
linear path versus yes. this whole yes world. i like it more when it's a linear path all this whole entire open world exploration that that's cool i get it breath of the wild did it let's do it again you know let's do it let's let's have every other game be like breath of the wild with exploration cool i get it it's fun but it gets annoying because i just want to stick to the path and do the main story quest and then oh well i i need something that's over across the fucking map let me get on my horse and spend like five hours going across the fucking map to go get this one item that's all I wanted to hear. I have an like, argument now. <laughs> you sound like a hater, James. No, he's. I'm, a, I, I'm. I'm glad that finally somebody else just fucking admitted it because everybody else, I, I keep hearing about they in this bitch like it's the breath of the wild. I'm like, for one thing, nobody can really do what breath of the wild did. Like most open world games, are, we we all three talked about this before, right? You know, right. you get tired of it eventually. It's repetitive crafting and all that crap. So it's See, like yeah, not yeah, everybody yeah, yeah. can implement it that well. They they implemented a crafting system into Elden Ring. And I hate that bullshit. I hate crafting, period, in any kind of game. Unless it's like a survival horror game, I, yeah. I can do it. I want minimal crafting. See, that that's me. I like, I like just give me my weapons. Give me the, Let me go find my upgrade materials. Let me do this. And let me just go on my way. Don't make me sit here and craft all this fucking bullshit. Craft all these fucking pots and pans I got to yeah. use. Every 20 minutes. <laughs> Every twenty minutes, you got to Yo, you got to glue a fucking pot together. <laughs> like, really? no, what you do is you got What you do is you got to find a pot. Once you find that pot, you're able to make fireballs and oil that you can throw on people and stuff. And it's just like it's so it's not man. Yeah, but see, you, you got some people who love that crap though. It's like it, it's. I'll be right back. I'll be right back. Keep going. No, we, we will keep going. I'm like. Cause, well, I guess now we Paramore versus uh, Flyleaf plus a little bit of Souls. <laughs> just, just change the title. <laughs> but, but yeah, like I noticed that. Uh, like I said, you you a Souls fan? Like you know me, I'm kind of like middling with it. I'm, I've always kind of thought it was I because the lore aspect always annoyed me about it. That was my thing about. It. I always felt that Souls games were more lore than they were plot, and just it, it never gave me a reason to keep playing. It's like all right. I guess the gameplay is okay and it's semi-addictive, but that's not going to keep me invested. But what you're trying to say is like they didn't implement the open world as well as as they could have. Well, what I believe what they did with the open world is they took a vast world that George R. Romero, uh, not Romero, Martin, <laughs> <laughs> Land of the Dead <laughs> zombies. Yeah, the dude who wrote uh. Song of Ice and Fire. The yeah, the guy who did Game of Thrones, George R. Yeah. R. Martin. They gave him open world. He pretty much they they restricted everything he did, which I get it. He came up with the story, and they just ran with it, and then made this open world that has, from my understanding, the land between, and then they got the underworld, and the underworld is just as fucking big as the land between. That's a lot. Yeah, like. Like take Breath of the Wild's map, then take Skyrim's map, and then take uh, Far Cry's map, and then that's about as big as you're gonna get. Good uh, lord, yeah, no, that's that's a bit much, man. Yeah, uh, so I probably on the first map uh, for the first page of the map, I've I've probably got like seventy percent of it unlocked. Some of it I just haven't cared to really go find the maps. So I'm just going back and forth trying to look for seeds and uh, tears so upgrade my health shit. Uh, then I was trying to do some farming routes. Fucking, they don't patch all this shit right now. But yeah, you, I'm lost. 
like you talking about that, <laughs> like you got to do all that different stuff. I don't know shit about that, but I also, yeah. I also didn't play the Souls games. So, you said it's like Breath of the Wilds and it's like fucking Skyrim and all that stuff. So, it was the, the, the map is like as big as Breath of the Wild compared, like, take Breath of the Wild's map, which is one of the biggest upper world maps up to date. Yeah. Um, uh, either second biggest or the biggest. Then you add Skyrim's map and then you add like Far Cry's and Assassin's Creed Odyssey's map. And you combine those two, you combine all those, you combine, combine them, and that's about as big as this map is. And then there's the land, uh, the the land between, which is what you're in, and then they got the underworld. And the underworld is just as big as Damn. the land between. So, so you can literally you, go to a different realm. You're gonna be playing this whole for two years. I've seen. Here's the thing, people. I, I don't seen somebody. Uh, of course. I haven't really had no time to really sit down and play the game. I've either been trying to mix stuff down for the mixtape or, you know, I got a MIDI keyboard in. I've been trying to come up with new uh, new beats and shit with it for the second one. Yeah. Or I'm working on something around my house or my truck or I'm always at work. I really haven't had time to really play Elden Ring like I wanted to. But I only got, I only got 20 hours into it. And I'm not even a quarter of the way through the game. And they say, if you stick to the main story, it'll take you about 40 hours. Jesus Christ. That is if you don't die. <laughs> to I any mean, d- d- dying, they make you die. That's the deal. Like, even even if you successfully take out the tutorial boss, they kill you anyway. Well, that's kind of shitty Bloodborne didn't even do that. Well, see, here's the thing. You had to, you, 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 either with Bloodborne, you either got to the lantern and you went to the hunter stream where you had to die. Yeah. So I mean, which oh. I did, which I did play the uh, D make of Bloodborne when it was pretty fun. Yeah, it wasn't. It looked like it's a damn PlayStation One thing. Yeah, it's a PlayStation One, and it plays just like a PlayStation One game. It was pretty fun. <laughs> I streamed that. It was fun. Well, I mean, like I said, it is good to see somebody actually has like a slightly opposing opinion. Cause see, I'm noticing that like everybody is acting like this is God's gift to, to gaming. Yeah. So I know for a while people were treating, for a while you had people treating like the, the from software games, like they suck because they're hard. Now there's, and of course that that's a little bit over the top, but now even those same journalists are coming out and saying the game is amazing. We're tired of arguing with the internet about it. We'll just, <laughs> we'll just let them have their day. Fuck it. It's great. It's best game ever. I Until mean, the next that, from that, software don't, game. don't get me wrong. The ge- it's probably going to win if if Breath of the Wild two doesn't release this year, or the new Pokemon game that's supposed to come out, or you know Square Enix doesn't release anything. <laughs> Elden Ring will probably win Game of the Year no matter oh, what. Oh yeah, yeah. Don't get me right; it, it will win unless you know Naughty Dog releases The Last of Us three no, out of I'm, nowhere. The The Last of Us remake. <laughs> so, yeah, see, I, I don't know. Like I doubt. Like he, he. I don't even think he'll be able to like contend with with that. Cause like this is this is one of those off chances when you literally have like critics and gamers being on the same page about it. So, so yeah, you're right. They got it. Yeah, so I, the, I believe they got game of the year. Yeah, that's just my personal opinion. Now, unless Breath of the Wild two comes out and just wipes away Elden Ring, then it'd be a close call. But Elden Ring's probably got game of the year. Uh, don't get me wrong. If I had to write the game, I'm, I'm going to give it uh, probably a nine out of ten myself. What that you know, reason why I won't give it full ten is because crafting bullshit. Yeah, I don't. I don't mind going out exploring. I just wish it was more like it's just 
all the areas were smaller and combined like Dark Souls three, yeah, so I mean, one, so I mean, and two, and Bloodborne was. If you actually had time to like sit down and play it, and let's say that you were hitting this hole for like about a good week straight, do you think that you would ever get tired of it? You know, do oh. you think eventually, like, do you think eventually it'll, it'll get too repetitive and, you know, you'll start to kind of get a little winded? Oh, I have to take breaks from it now anyways. Mm. If that, that answers your question. Um, throughout the game, they, from Dark Souls, everybody complained that this certain type of attack was too weak. So in Elden Ring, they made it more valuable. Uh, so where I'm at, which is magic. Uh, I'm at the point where I got to take on the mages and magic. If you are not careful, will one shot you no matter what your health is. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, so looking at how, you know, looking at what they did and stuff, uh, I, I don't, I don't really get upset with the game because I already know, you know, but the game does have its cheap moments where it will cheat you. Even from software, it's like, oh yeah, we what we wanted it like that for players who think they're too good. We wanted this to happen. So there's there's cheap moments where the game will cheat you and stuff like that. So usually when that happens, I'm just like, all right, it's time for me to just take a break. Yeah. So that's kind of bad, but I mean, it is what it is, I guess. Plus, I I, I didn't buy Elden Ring; it was gifted to me, so I can't complain. My friend May, y'all go check him out. Twitch t- twitch.tv slash minmay. Uh, GG, y'all go check him out. He gifted it to me. Uh, Dog, that's what's up. Hey, man, it's $60 well, game. Yeah, exactly. <coughs> and well, then y'all go check out Mr. Shano uh, at Organic Poison and tune in on Deviant Behavior Radio on Thursdays with him. Yes, yes. Deviant Behavior Radio just had a booth at the tattoo uh, convention that I just went to this weekend on the coast, and it was pretty cool. They had a, saw a bunch of random people there with tattoos. <laughs> I, I, I guess you would. Yes, it's as, as one as one would assume in yeah. such an adventure. But uh, yeah, this was great, awesome, wonderful to do this again with you guys. This is up. Uh, we'll keep you up to date on the next one. Ne- the next. Things will throw into the pit. Michelle Branch versus Avril Lavigne. I don't know. <laughs> no, what was the girl that sang? Uh, it was Michelle Branch, and you're everywhere to Vanessa Carlton was the other one. No, no, that's no I, I got Branch. it. I got yes, it. I got Vanessa it. Carlton did the yeah. I got it. We're gonna throw Jay Z versus Eminem. What? What? Oh, you are oh, you wrong for that? Alice can defend the the coming out the closet guy. No, I don't know. You can defend. The, you can defend the white boy. I can't. I mean, I could, but like, damn, you wrong for that. We gotta switch that one off. <laughs> hey, no. we might just. We might just not have to. We might just to, like not have to pick sides on that one and just uh, yeah, to see what we can do. We're just gonna talk about both of them on that. Yeah, no Eminem. <laughs> I don't think either one of us are gonna be trying to put down on the other one. So hey, hey, ain't, ain't no way. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just here for the ride for both of you. Yeah. You know what? You know what? I got it. Wayne versus Jay-Z. Lil Wayne. You already know he's going. All right, I'll go, Jay-Z. <laughs> there, there is. There is I'll, I'll be a grown man about it. <laughs> Listen, if we got, if we got, if, what we really have to do, though, is we need to sit down and have a 
a real conversation about how we're going to write the rules to these debates. Because in reality, like what do you, you could easily just say Jay Z based off of his success as an individual. Like, but in reality, you think of the people that influence, like, of course, someone could say that if we, without no Jay Z, <laughs> Wayne even said that Jay Z influenced him. Yeah, you're, you're right. Come on, but, man. But still, does it have the claw? That's why your screen went dark. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> does it have the Does it have the claws that basically says that, like Lil Wayne was influenced by Jay Z, therefore all of Lil Wayne's sons were influenced by Jay Z? Is that how that works? Because if that's how no, that works, no, no, no. Because see, well, like you also got to look at it like this: Who's still making music though? Jay Z influenced Jay Z influenced Lil Wayne when. People couldn't just go, just couldn't just make songs whenever they wanted to. Lil Wayne influenced people when it was like literally everybody and their mama has a studio in their house. And you, you know can what I'm actually, saying? yeah. So, so I mean, that, that that's kind of good, but there's a bad to that as well. Right. <laughs> so, okay. Over, so, oversaturation without a shadow yeah, of a doubt. What I'm doing is for, uh, for, for that one, for the rules for that one, we'll look at their albums, of course. Uh, popularity, the success, and the backstory, and then the influences like the influences on society today for rappers and musicians and stuff. Yeah, basically, uh, and within uh, the conversation, we're gonna have to have like they're have like as if they were having a versus because this was popping online for a little while. People were talking about Jay, who could beat Jay Z in a versus, and everybody's like, Lil Wayne, Lil Wayne's the one who could beat him, and it's like. Of course, everybody, there's people who are like, no fucking way. Jay-Z's walking him out the building, you know, like there's no way. And it's like, this is, if this eventually happens, this conversation needs. I mean, we want to talk about like metaphors and punchline, punchline rap. It would, people, a lot of people would probably think it's like Wayne because I mean, he, he was insanely good at that. But at the same time, Jay-Z can literally just say one sentence, usually. Right. One but more. Right. But that doesn't necessarily, look, I'm, I'm not, he I'm not. an entire song. I'm not going to be able to put down on Jay Z, but I'm going also. Holy Grail. Holy Holy Grail. What about PSA? What about like uh, all of his old shit? Jay Z. All right, right. guys, we will. um, Anybody else got to say? We'll get back to this. Before we get get to this. (laughs) Good point. Sorry, I'm about to lose my mind. (laughs) 